0: Greetings, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. My name is Tom Poland, beaming out to you from little Carstoy's Beach in Queensland, Australia, joined today by Mickey Kennedy. Mickey, g'day. Very warm welcome, sir. Where are you beaming in from? Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore, Maryland. So, and how's the weather right now? It's probably as hot as heck, is it? No, it's actually pretty temperate today. It's, a, it's, it's nice. Nice. You're far from the sea in Baltimore?
1: about an hour or so.
0: Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. All right. So we'll get off the geography and the weather climate report. Sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> For those who don't know, Mickey Mickey Kennedy founded E-Releases, which is a very interesting spin on press releases, 22 plus years ago and mostly during that two decades plus he's been helping small business owners, authors, startups also increase visibility and credibility through press release marketing. It's a whole science in itself, folks. So the title, aptly enough, is How to Use Press Release Marketing to Grow Your Business. And Mickey's going to show us how to do that in just seven minutes. Mickey, our time starts now, So, Question number one is, who is your ideal client?
1: I think it would be a small business owner, perhaps a startup or an entrepreneur with an e-commerce website. We also work with authors and speakers as well. But startups seem to be the ones who really get PR and it works really well for.
0: Her. I guess I've got something to talk about. It's a new thing, right?
1: Well, I think that a startup in general has a strong idea that they're doing something unique, so they, they really know what their USP is, so they can focus on that, where a lot of other business owners are just clumsy and don't really understand what makes them different from other people.
0: Right. So they can articulate the point of difference and the, the value proposition probably a, a bit a lot better. But also for coaches and authors, someone who wants to grow their brand, build a business, Sounds like this is the sort of thing that might be good for them as well. So tell us a bit more than question six, sorry, question two, six minutes left, I should say. What's the problem you solve for them? Can you give us a bit more of a, flesh that out a bit for us? So basically we're trying to help businesses get traffic,
1: customers and media attention on a small budget. Many times these people can't afford advertising campaigns that are substantial enough to move the needle in their
0: business and they're just stuck. Right. So let me ask you at the pointy end of the result of what you do with your clients is it getting more traffic to a website because it meant you talk about e releases. Or could, it, it, a, could um, it also be people are picking up the phone and calling in or visiting a retail store or what? What, what typically it, it can be. It depends on
1: what's being promoted. Okay. So if someone's promoting a national chain and they're having a special donut day, Dunkin' Donuts, for example, here right. in the States, yeah. then that might get people into the actual local stores. Okay. But a lot of this stuff tends to drive online traffic for right. e-commerce experiences. Okay,
0: but there's an application for physical products as well by the sound of it. So yeah. tell us about, because question number three is in five minutes left, I want to hear about the typical symptoms that someone might be experiencing in their business if they're going, okay, so these things are happening, therefore, I need to find out more about these e-releases. Right.
1: So the biggest thing we see is someone who comes to us, they're spending all their time, energy, and money on chasing shiny marketing objects, and none of it really working. Right. Part of it's because they lack the confidence to stay with any of it long enough to actually explore it to its full potential, but Ah. secondly, they just are floundering
0: and they don't know what to do. So let's look at some of the common mistakes then, because that might flow on quite nicely. Four minutes left, question four. Some of the common mistakes that people make, you've talked about kind of floundering because they're not sure exactly what to do, possibly they don't know how to articulate the message to get the cut through and the motivation that they want in the marketplace. Apart from throwing more money at it, what are some of the other common mistakes that you see people making when they could actually just be tapping your shoulder and asking for help? Sure. So we see a lot of press releases that when people do
1: do a press release that are just safe, mediocre press releases. Ah. Um, Sometimes they just send them over a web-only service that never goes to journalists. So you never really have the opportunity to see if the media would pick it up and run articles about it because it never reached the media.
0: Right. So safe, but maybe not getting the cut through because it's a bit too safe. So sure. let's, I mean, the power of e-press releases is potentially pretty phenomenal. We're talking about, you know, potentially thousands of organizations picking up on a story and broadcasting that story. So we aren't, you know, most of us, I think, would understand the potential of it. But it sounds like it could be a big deal for a lot of people to organize all that. That's probably where you come in. For those people who aren't going to work with you, there's very few of them. (laughs) What's one, let's give them a top tip. One thing that's not going to solve the whole problem, it might not get them over the line with press releases, but it might take them a step in the right direction and prepare them.
1: Right. I would say conduct your own survey or study. The media loves numbers. And anybody can author a survey. If you don't know who to send it to, partner with a small trade association. They don't get a lot of love, and they would love to be mentioned in a press release that you're going to be doing. Right. So they'll gladly send a survey out to their members. That gives you instant credibility and also gives you the numbers that you need to put together a compelling survey or study.
0: Right. So this, the press release could be you know, Tom Colton in conjunction with the National Association of Plumbers or something like that have conducted a survey and so on. That's pretty smart because you're giving that national association something they're looking for as well, and that's their motivation for cooperation. Very clever. So let's go to uh, question number six, and there's two minutes left. I'm after one valuable free resource that we could send listeners to where they can find out more about e-releases. You got a a landing page somewhere?
1: I do. I have a special page with a free masterclass that teaches winning PR strategies. The survey and study I just mentioned was one of those. But all of these are concepts that anybody, no matter how non-newsworthy you feel you are, can put into place and build a real PR campaign that will work. And it's at ereleases.com forward slash plan, P-L-A-N,
0: and it's completely free. Okay, folks. So go to www.e, E for echo, releases as in press releases, ereleases.com forward slash plan. Go get it. We've got 75 seconds left, Mickey. Question number seven is what's the one question I should have asked you but didn't?
1: I would say, what's the one thing every business should be doing? And the answer to that is split test as many elements in your business as you can. I'm talking landing pages, web pages, emails even direct mail that you send to customers or the scripts you use to talk to people on the phone. It's amazing what little tweaks can move the needle in your business. And that's one of the things I've done over the years. And I don't take anything for granted. I test
0: it and see if it works. So, and by split testing, you you mean have running two versions of the same two versions? It screen? might be just a slight
1: change, a slight message. I used to send care packages to customers, and a couple of people said they didn't think they were professional; they were quirky. So, I sent a more professional version to a population for six months, and the other half got the old, you know, quirky kits. And then we tested them over the next three years, and we saw that lifetime value value of those who got the professional kit was much higher than those who got the quirky kit. Interesting. And so these people were right. The unprofessional quirky kits, even though they they matched to me,
0: they weren't effective. Great example. Mickey Kennedy, thank you so much. Thank you.